Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. It's a Lineker fest on the rest of the front pages. So the Mirror revolt for Lineker, stars boycott show and protest at BBC Axing. Uh, mutiny of the day as Lineker gets star support is The Times. The Guardian, Lineker suspended from BBC over social media row. The Telegraph, BBC faces revolt over Lineker. And the Irish Daily Star has Eamon Dunphy, who says there is no doubt that the Tory government are loathsome. They're right-wing slags and sleazeballs, but they cannot be compared with the Nazis. Uh, Dunphy thinks that Lineker's uh, tweet was outrageous and provocative. I think it was attention-seeking, and he says it was an insult to Jewish people. So we'll stay with that now, and um, we'll, we can go to Mark Paul, who is London correspondent of the Irish Times. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, uh, Brandon. How are you? Good, thanks. So, look, listen. This is unfolding here as we speak, and I can see it on the on the screens there. Uh, dominoes falling, kind of thing. Before we get to all that, just for anyone who hasn't been following this, can you just tell us crisply what the background here is? What happened? Well, on Tuesday, the government uh, released a new uh, illegal immigration bill, which basically includes a lifetime ban for any asylum seekers that arrive to Britain illegally. And Gary Lineker, the former uh, England footballer, now the presenter of Match of the Day, he tweeted that this policy was immeasurably cruel, he said, and it used language not dissimilar to that used by Germany in the 1930s. Now, this caused a furore in government who accused him of partiality um, and who accused him of breaching BBC um, um, codes and rules that, that presenters shouldn't make political statements. And there was a bit of a, a, a furore in the House of Commons about it. Penny Morton, a cabinet minister, raised it in the House of Commons. So what happened was um, um, there was a bit of a set to between Gary Lineker and BBC bosses on Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday. And on Thursday, he came out and he said that he would still be presenting the show Match of the Day on Saturday. But just before five o'clock yesterday, the BBC came out and said that he had been taken off air. And since then, there has been a mutiny in his support, um, which has spread from Match of the Day um, to Football Focus. Um, to final score, and, and BBC is now in the middle of an absolute crisis. Okay, so so the, so the latest is that today's like the afternoon football shows are 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 they going to go ahead at all, or what's happening? No, they're not going to go ahead. Um, and so when the BBC pulled Gary Lineker, what they expected was that for match of the day, which which is broadcast on Saturday evening, but what they expected is that they would just get you know Alex Scott or another uh, interviewer to step in in this place. But they've all come out and said they won't do it. Um, so so what the BBC is going to do for the first time in the sixty near sixty year history of match of the day, it's going to broadcast it with just footage of the games with no it's kind of like a, a broadcasting Marie Celeste with nobody on board to steer the thing. Um, is there going to is there going to be commentary? Um, 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 well, if there is going to be commentary, they're going to have to take it from World Service commentators because the show's normal commentators, there's four of them, um, they came out and they said that they won't commentate on matches today. Um, Ian Wright, the former okay. Arsenal footballer, isn't going to take part, Alan Shearer. But it's spread now to two other shows, one of which is due to start at 12 o'clock today, which they've just pulled off air. That's called Football Focus. That's presented by um, Alex Scott, um, a, 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 a former England player. She said that she wouldn't present it. Kelly Summers, another another former player who they would have seen as a replacement for Alex Scott, she's come out and said she won't present it today. Um, so, so they've now they've got three of their, their flagship football shows are in crisis. And, and you've got a story that has managed to shunt um, um, Rishi Sunak's bromance with Emmanuel Macron off the front pages, and the BBC has walked into an absolute nightmare. And, and do I see here that the teams are now starting to say they will not involve themselves with the BBC today as well? 
Exactly. Um, and what the BBC really didn't take into account when they were making this decision is that Gary Lineker is himself a former professional football player and he's going to get um, protection from his former colleagues. And the PFA have put out a statement saying that um, players and managers won't be asked um, um, by the Premier League today um, to give interviews to the BBC after matches. So they've now lost those interviews. And like, there is a political backdrop to all of this, um, and which, which, which is vitally important. And that's that the chairman of the BBC, um, Richard Sharp, was recently reprimanded by a cross-party group of MPs for failing to declare that he had helped Boris Johnson get an £800,000 loan shortly before he was appointed to BBC. And, and so I think for the BBC to, to take Gary Lineker off the air um, over claims of, of, that he's not impartial. I think when you have the chairman of the BBC who was, who was put on um, and the board of the BBC in those circumstances, it really leaves the BBC open to criticism. And Greg Dyke, um, a former director general of the BBC, in about the last hour or so, he came out and he said that he thinks the BBC has made a huge mistake um, and that he thinks that the rules, the partiality rules, the social media rules, that they shouldn't apply to Gary Lineker because he's a freelancer and he's a sports presenter and there's a long-standing principle that sports and entertainment presenters aren't subject to the same rules as current affairs. But, but course, I suppose, Mark, on the other hand then, um, I was listening to Michael Crick last night and, and he summed it up as the BBC's highest paid presenter is now effectively at war with the government. That's probably not a tenable situation either, is it? Because even though Lineker is only sport, he is very much like, you know, hugely associated with the BBC in the public mind. He is. I mean, I saw one former BBC official saying today that he has BBC tattooed across the sport. I mean, he's, he's, he's by far the highest paid presenter in the organisation. Now, look, what he said was actually, I, I, if I was Gary Lineker and if I was paid as much as him and, and, and in his shoes, I wouldn't have tweeted what he tweeted because Suella Braverman, the, the Home Secretary, her husband is Jewish, right? And if you're going to make comparisons with Nazi Germany, um, you really need to be on firm ground and, and, and it really needs to be proportional. But at the same time, you know, people are entitled to say stupid things. Um, um, so either the rules apply to him or they don't. If the rules don't apply to him, well then it's a freedom of speech argument. But look, yeah, you can't have your highest paid presenter at the war at war with the government. But if the government is going to kick this around like a political football and go at war with Gary Lineker or any chance they get, well, the BBC should have handled this a little bit more sensitively. So where does it go from here now? Because it feels like somebody needs to back down, doesn't it? Yes, and, and, and you kind of think now that, that the BBC, um, um, you know, as they did before uh, with other high-profile high presenters, they can't really, back, the BBC can't really be seen to back down to this. Um, and so it's very hard to see how Gary Lineker can go back on air. There is, there may still yet be a, a way back from him. I mean, they haven't sacked him, and he's so closely associated with the BBC, he would want to go back. But somebody's going to have to back down. Um, and, uh, and, and, and the BBC, clearly when they walked into this, they had no game strategy. When they, yeah. when they took him off air. They didn't think that all these other shows were going to be engulfed in crisis and look, the whole thing is a disaster now. But as a Manchester, as a, as a suffering Manchester United fan, still sore after last week, <laughs> at least we won't have to see, we won't have to see United um, and who are playing tomorrow, we won't have to see them getting ripped by, uh, by BBC. Yeah. Listen, um, Lineker would be welcome anywhere else and I presume would get a lot more than what he's getting from the BBC <laughs> if he went to Sky or somewhere, would he? Well, well, look, he gets paid almost £1.4 million by the BBC, um, so it's pretty penny. But yeah, uh, uh, somebody else would surely take him on. And, and, and would he be subject But would he be subject to the same restrictions, the social media restrictions? I'm not sure that Sky or anybody else would want the same row with this government. But look, this government might be around forever. OK. All right, Mark Paul from the uh, Irish Times, thank you very much. Oh, the humanity. Poor old Gary Lineker. Will he end up with a job at all by the time the weekend is over? We'll take a break. Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1.